It's 2022, which means it's time to make goals to better and enrich our lives going forward. But before we go forward, we have to go back and reflect on all the good and bad media we saw this year. I'm Matt. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to episode 37 of We Should Talk About This at Work. So I'm still sick, guys. Um, it's not COVID. It's not Omicron. Once more, I'm good. I passed the test. It's, um, I'm very proud of that. But my voice isn't strong this week, and I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, Matt is leading the charge here. Uh-oh. Now we definitely about to lose some viewers. <laughs> listeners, sorry, listeners. They said they, they love the sound of your voice. You're right. Now I'm just ugly. Welcome to the boat now. Spent all this time perfecting the perfect radio voice, and now it's just thrown the shit. I don't know. Maybe this voice might, uh, maybe the listeners might like this voice better. Maybe. I, I can barely say a sentence, but okay. All right. Well, with Chad sick, we welcome a returning guest. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Matt. Hi, Chad. Hi. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being back. So, Rachel, um, we, you and I went to the movie theater a few weeks ago. Um, you had a lot of thoughts about what we saw at the movie theater. You want to talk about that? Yes, I did. So we went to see West Side Story. And I, I haven't seen the whole entire original movie, like all at once. I've seen bits and pieces. But I've seen the stage show, the stage version, a couple different versions, like multiple times, good and the bad. So I did not like some of the changes. All right, somebody who doesn't know, give me the synopsis of West Side Story. Okay, so let's say you wrote Romeo and Juliet, but it's the 1950s and you used white people and Puerto Ricans. In New York City. Okay. Yeah. And also, it's a musical. Mm. So I like the movie. Um, This was directed by Steven Spielberg. This is his first musical. And I mean, just watching this movie, you're just reminded that Steven Spielberg is genuinely one of the best directors of our fucking time. Like the man can direct the shit out of a movie, and it like every every piece of this movie is just masterfully like shot on the screen. I mean, he can only do so much because you can't change the story too much. But it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, I'm really glad he took advantage of the film like media instead of the stage to kind of do some really nice shots. Right. Um, I feel like, so uh, the very first time I saw West Side Story was in school, uh, music class. And I feel like this is the, in my opinion, the best version of this movie that you can have at this time. It's not perfect because they are confined within the structures of the story but it's very good. 
And they use Spanish in this movie and they don't use subtitles, which is really cool. I did like that. Uh, yeah, that's that was very bold. Yeah. But I I, oh, I read an article about that. So that's that movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because some people like that part and other people didn't like the part how they didn't provide subtitles. Do you have an opinion on that? No, not really. I mean, in the plays or whatever, the other stuff, do they have sub? I mean, uh, do they? It's all in English, so right. The except regular for the stuff? Bible, where they purposely did some of the songs in dialect in Spanish. It's all in English. So what's the difference between that and this one? It was written all in English, like. The original show, most of the times when you see the show, it's all in English. But then certain revivals and then this movie, they have Spanish dialogue. I actually in this movie, they didn't have Spanish in the songs that I can remember. They did do that in the one revival tour. But um, so, I mean, it changes, you know, that's how they would have they would have talked to each other using their native language and so I think it makes it more authentic and also, I mean, why does it have to be all English? Like a lot of people speak Spanish these days. You know, English isn't the only language out there. Did you feel like, did you guys miss out on any, any information? But I guess I you guys already know the, the plot of the story. Well, so. not even that, but like just the way the, so it's not like the whole scene was in Spanish. Hmm. Um, you know, like the characters, they aren't from America. So like they go in and out of it. Like they'll like the scene may start in English, but then somebody may say a phrase in Spanish. But like oh, from the context so, of it. Oh, okay. I understand. I thought like for like a scene or something, they're speaking Spanish. Oh, well then yeah, that's normal. Yeah, it's just like, going in and out. Right. And so people are just upset. How come they ain't subtitle this? I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Like if you're paying attention to the movie, you have an idea of what oh, is happening. Got you. Okay. Okay. Now we're on. Oh, that makes sense because sometimes the wife does that too. So right. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Hawkeye episodes four through six. Um. Or basically the whole series. Um. I fucking loved it. I feel like this is the best Marvel show that came out in two thousand twenty one. Um. And I'm saying this because. For the most part, it was consistent. In my opinion, WandaVision was great until it fell apart at the end. In my opinion, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was shit. In my opinion, Loki was really good until episode five and six. And I feel like this came out swinging and it didn't fucking stop, in my opinion. Overall, um, I agree with your critique of all the shows. Um, yeah, I say I probably say overall, this I don't know. There's always bits and pieces of stuff like I didn't like. Like honestly, hated not hated. That's not the right word. I felt Kate to be annoying from start to finish. Um, and my my biggest pet peeve is on this the last episode is of Kingpin. Now, for some of you who don't know, Kingpin has been in other Marvel TV shows, the one from Netflix, Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, stuff like that. Um, but I don't like how Kate was able to 
not manhandled, but maybe to somewhat keep up with Kingpin. I didn't like that he would actually go to assault somebody himself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not his thing. Like, he's not going to get his hands dirty on some shit like that. He's going to send somebody to scare the shit out of who, whomever and, you know, just not be associated with whatever dirty shit is happening. And also, he's not to be like when he was telling Kate's mother about um, when he went to the car and he was telling her, um, you know, basically reconsider this. Yeah, he's not the type that I will sympathize. He'll type that will be like, all right, I'm just going to have have you murdered and we're going to move on from there like exactly. that. I didn't like this version of Kingpin. I really appreciated that you said that because I feel like he was behind the scenes for the whole series. And then all of a sudden he's like out doing stuff. So, like, getting that backstory helps. Yeah, I feel like they're like, okay, so we got Vincent D'Onofrio back, and we could just have him shoot this one scene, and we never see him again. But we paid him a lot of money, so we need him to do some stuff. So I feel like that's probably what happened. But one um, thing the the TV show did it makes uh, it gives um more value to Hawkeye yeah, and his abilities of what he can do. Cause you know, dealing with, you know, the rest of the Avengers, he kind of get lost in the shuffle to where he has more emphasis on how good he is and what he brings to the table. I agree. Um, I will say I was a little disappointed <clears throat> because um, I believe it was episode four when um, Kate was talking Kate like got in like a taxi or something like that and she was like how do you travel with a bow and he's like oh I got a collapsible bow and so I thought that when we get to the finale of course they were both going to go to his house for Christmas I thought they were going to give her a a collapsible bow for Christmas but they Mm -hmm. didn't and I feel like you know that's just rude on their part missed opportunity yeah um my Two thoughts. One thought is, uh, what's um, Natasha's sister's name? Yelena. I love her. Fucking love her, too. Like, I hate Black Widow, but she was the best fucking thing in episode five and six. Yeah, she's like, uh, I don't remember her being, I, I don't remember her being this good in the Black Widow movie. Because it's like, a bad but, movie. But on this, on the TV show, I love her. If they want to yes. make a new movie with just her, I'm all in. Like, I love her so much. Yes. So uh, I read an article and you know how in that scene when uh, at Kate's house where she kept calling her Kate Bishop and mm-hmm. she's like, this is to let you this is so that you know that Kate was like, You're, are you saying my, my whole name because you want to intimidate me? And she's like, yes. And the article is talking about in Russian culture, like you wouldn't call somebody just by their first name. Like when you call somebody by that just their first name, this is you're being casual with the person, right? But mm-hmm. like, she's not fucking being casual with Kate. Like, you're not my fucking friend. I'm here for work. This is mm-hmm. business. So it's like I'm not gonna fucking call you Kate because like you're not my friend. I don't want to be your fucking friend. We'll have shit in common. I'm working right now. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And the last thing I just wanted to talk about is uh, I want to get you guys' thoughts on it. Okay. The musical. They played the whole thing. <laughs> so 
That, I want to know what intro. you guys think about it. <clears throat> Why did they keep cutting to the director? I, it made it seem like something was going to happen. Like maybe right. Captain America shows up or a star Avengers makes you think like that. But do you guys enjoy it? Because I know last time we talked about this, you guys talked about talked about it. So now they show the full thing. So now what's your thoughts about it now? I mean, they just showed the opening song. I mean, I thought it was fine. Like, I know I had issues with it last time. I just, I don't know. I still don't think it's, like, amazing, but I thought it was fine. I mean, same. Like, I wish that they would have showed a different song since pretty much got that already. Right, we got the gist of it from, the like, the little clips that they showed in that first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's been... I don't know. Like, I would definitely watch that musical just to see what's going on there. But um, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun little mid-credit scene. Okay. But yeah, um, like I said, overall, I really liked it. I'm interested to see what they do with this Echo TV show because I'm calling it right now. She did not shoot Kingpin. She just like shot on the ground or shot into the air. She did not shoot him. Yeah, 100%. They're not killing Kingpin. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm. this TV show made me excited to see what they do with her. Yeah, I mean, I really liked her character. And I don't know, like, I hate how TV has conditioned me to not accept that a man and a woman can just be friends without there not being anything sexual. And I was waiting on him. I was waiting on her to, like, kiss that dude that interprets for her. Mm-hmm. but like no they're just friends but tv has made it has fucked my mind up i like that they didn't yeah, yeah. it was different well and also just their relationship it would have changed the dynamics right but i went in thinking that they was like together for sure yeah that's the vibe i got when i first was watching it but towards the end i was like no this they wouldn't be together yeah this week, we're going to do our best and worst movies of the year. But before we actually jump into that, um, I really wouldn't call this honorable mentions. I would just call this like they aren't eligible for the list because we haven't completed them. So um, I um, got Guardians of the Galaxy for my birthday, the video game. <clears throat> and I'm about four or five chapters, chapters into it. And I'm really enjoying it so far. But I can't put it on the list because like, who knows, like this could be like the best video game I've ever played, but I didn't finish it. So I don't know. Or it could fall apart and it could be the worst video game I've ever played. And I can't say. But um, it's been a while since I played a video game. And like. Almost as soon as I started playing it, I'm like, I fucking love this. Like usually it takes a little bit for me to get into it before I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna keep playing this. Like I have to like force myself to play it to like start enjoying it. But like from the get-go, like I've I've been having a lot of fun with this. Um so like this early on, I can recommend it, but I can't put it on a list. Um Rachel. Yeah, I have that with only murders in the building. I haven't finished it yet. I'm really close to finishing it, and it's probably one of my favorite series that I've seen this year, but again, I haven't finished it. Yeah. Um, Matt and I watched it and um, not even from the lens of like we podcast, but like, it's a really fun show. Yeah. And mine is uh, the new Spider-Man movie. Um, it's not out in Japan yet. 
Um, it'd be out in January. Um, it's available on base, but you guys know how I feel about that shitty theater. And I will not subject my eyes and my body to that. Eyes to what I hearing is a great movie, but my body to that shitty theater. So I am waiting until it's out in Japan. Okay, so I haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom, but I'm super excited about it. And I love musicals, so I don't see how that wouldn't make my top five if I'd actually seen it. Um, and then also, as far as movie shows go, movie shows, TV shows, um, I haven't started The Great, the newest season. And I think I really liked the first season, so I think I'd like the second season. I'm hearing good things about that. Yeah, I, I am too, so um so funny enough like we are actually we're actually this is going to be next week's episode but, but um i can't wait to see this way up or sorry uh, i can't wait to see don't look up and i feel like it could potentially be on my best of list but i haven't seen it yet and i haven't seen the new spider-man either which i think could make the list uh, if only you guys wanted two different countries you could go together and then Matt could explain this shit to you because I've seen it and you're going to need to watch a YouTube video before you go see it. Yeah. Nah, I take that back. I don't want to go with her anymore. <laughs> I know there's going to be these rules to it. Thanks, Matt. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's some deep cuts in it. Like you're watching it and you're like, oh, I can't believe you referenced that. That's a meme now. You referenced a meme. That is funny. Like I'll, I'll give y'all light spoilers. So a character, y'all know that meme from the first Spider-Man where it's like, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Like they make a hard mm-hmm. reference to that. Uh-huh. It got some big laughs in the theater. All right. You guys ready to close the year out? Yes. All right. So here's how it's going to work, listeners. So we are going to take turns um listing our so for example uh Rachel's gonna go first she's gonna list her number five top and her number five bottom and the way this works is this is um our five favorite and least favorites movies tv show seasons video games or books and the only rules are they had to have been released in 2021 and they had and we had to have completed them so, Rachel, what's your number five top and bottom? So, The Map of Tiny Perfect Things is number five. Um, I really liked it because it was something new. I don't think I've seen anything like it. And I also am a person who thinks, like, the little things are the big things sometimes. So, the fact that they – oh, I should explain the plot first. Sorry. Um, so, this – guy um it's a time loop movie yeah he's stuck in this time loop of this one day and he kind of goes through by himself for a while and then finds that this girl is also not stuck and so it's about them getting to know each other and finding all of the tiny perfect things that exist within that one day so I really like that it kind of celebrates the little things and um, shows their relationship grow. And I thought the ending was unexpected. Um, 
or I guess not the very end, but why she was, why they were both reliving that day over and over. Right. I didn't see that reason. Um, I didn't. You didn't I, see it coming. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. So I've yeah. seen that movie too, and I really enjoyed it. But I have a question for you. Um, have you seen Russian Dow on Netflix? I have not. Okay, yes. so yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So Matt and I have seen it, and it's a similar. It's it it okay. So it's basic. It's it's similar where it's a Groundhog's Day situation, but the scenarios are created in a way to which they are making her die so that the time resets. Oh. So it, it's not so much like she has control over it like in Groundhog's Day. But like if it, I think if it does get too far, she, it, the day will re- reset, right, Matt? I can't remember. Yes, yes. But what it did, it, it did something extremely interesting that they've never, that I've not seen in any movie like that in that genre where Every time she dies, the day isn't reset. She's going to another, she's going into a new alternate dimension, like a parallel universe. And so it's like, every time she dies, there's a universe that has to reckon with her death. So she, she, that's, so there's more incentive for her to be more careful. That's interesting. But I recommend that. I think it's like six episodes on Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Um, what's on your bottom? What's your bottom number five? Single all the way. Okay. That's on your bottom? You didn't enjoy that movie? I did really like it, but I wanted more from it. Okay, I've, so you were dis- more disappointed. Yeah, I've been overall disappointed with the Christmas movies this year. Okay. And again, this is in no particular order, so it's not like the worst movie I saw this year. All right, I respect it. Um, that is the one where there's a gay couple. It's a, it's a, it's a holiday movie about a gay couple. Um, so very progressive for Netflix because I believe that's their first one. I think so. <clears throat> so it was, it was refreshing to see. I just, yeah. I, I wanted it to be more than it was. Fair enough. All right. Um, no particular order. And uh, I fucked up on mine. I thought this was in 2021 and I had to do research and it wasn't. So, um, it's going to be Queen's Gambit. That's a good show, but that came out in 2020. It did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Time means nothing. Right, yeah. So, I'm on the good list, the best. I'm going to go with Vacation Friends. (laughs) Uh, You are hyping that movie up so fucking much before we reviewed it. Right. And it didn't disappoint. Um, no, it was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Couple goes on vacation, meets another couple. Hijinks happen. Um, and then on my worst list, in no particular order, Dune. What? Dune. I'm very surprised. Like, I'm not saying it was a good movie. Well, I'm not saying it was a... Mm. Okay, I'm, let me just shut the fuck up. Let me just shut right, the fuck up. Right, because now you, yeah. Uh, did not care for it. It was complicated. Uh, sure, it was visually stunning. But besides visually stunning, there was nothing there for me. Uh, maybe once the second one, the next one comes out, 
it might fill in the gaps and I might feel different about it. But as of right now, uh, for 2021, um, it was a worst for me. I think you're going to have some haters for this opinion. Most people that saw it really, really liked it. I mean, I will send, I will send, not on, I'll send a, this clip to Sharon and, and she'll back you up, Matt. It's okay for people to be wrong. I have no problem <laughs> with them being wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> so I actually literally just mentioned my, um, my top my number five for 2021 is Hawkeye season one. Um, like I said, it was more consistent than anything else this season. Oh, sorry, this year of Marvel television. It was basically the story, the origin story of the new Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, and the wacky adventures she had. And when she put on a suit that she should not have put on and everybody in the city want to fucking kill her for it. And my bottom number five, I also mentioned falcon and the winter soldier i was not happy by the end of that season and we talked about it in like the third episode of this podcast about how we get that you were trying to like have a message about racism in america but you can't do that and also you're giving each other high fives and shit because this is like a fucking neutered Mar marvel world where there aren't any real problems yeah so i would say um one of my top was Hawkeye. I really enjoyed it. And I think that it was successful because I enjoyed it without being caught up in all the Marvel stuff. Mm. Um, and I appreciated that, that I still enjoy it without being caught up. And it also just made me curious, which is probably why they've been doing all of these TV shows and stuff to see more. Um, so I really liked it. I feel like it had everything in it. Um, and that was, yeah, that was one of my favorite. Um, one of my, yeah, I have a really hard time with worst because I usually find something to appreciate about everything, but I guess I would say sex education. And I usually like that show. But was that the one with Sandra O? Oh? No, um, Matt talked about it on one episode. Um, it's like the British show where it's about these high schoolers. Oh, education. Um, I thought yeah. you said a word before education. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sex education. Sex education. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it probably I did really like it. There were just a couple of things that I had issues with, like the whole gay person dating his former bully now boyfriend and and things like that wait what what kind of shit y'all watching it's normally a good show but there are little things like that that bug me like in some ways it was super progressive on how they showed lgbtq relationships and and people and their different you know sexual orientations and different ways that they show their, you know, present themselves. But I did not like a couple of the plot points and that was definitely one of them. I'm tired of the newly gay person or the only out person dating their bully. Um, 
let me I take that. Let me go with worst. So worst was a Netflix show that I was very excited about, or uh, Yasuke on Netflix. It was with um, Lakeith Stanfield. It was about the first black samurai in Japan. It was an anime. Um, I was very hyped about this. It, uh, it it started off good, even though I didn't like his voice. Then it got weird and became sci-fi and powers and all this other stuff. So it got weird. So that's on my worst list. And on my good list, best list, is Harder They Fall. I really enjoyed the, the Cowboy movie. Um, re-reviewed it on this podcast. Check out episode 22. And I'm lying. I don't know if that was the number was off the top of my head. So I didn't yeah, I feel right at all. I feel like it was closer to 30. Or maybe it was like a 28, 29. Yeah. My number four bottom, because I want to leave y'all in suspense on this on this top one. Uh, my number four bottom is also something we reviewed. Also from episode three, Mortal Kombat. I felt like I was bait and switched so fucking hard with that movie because it was not about Mortal Kombat. No, not at all. Yeah, so fuck that movie. Um, my number four is something that I watched Wednesday. And I I, I want to say, I before I saw it, I was talking mad shit about this movie. And then I saw it and I was like, my God, that was fucking excellent being the ricardos um it is a week in the life of lucille ball and desi arnaz and it's a fucking crazy week like they're filming an episode on friday they've got like a lot of issues like with the script in this episode um an article came out about desi's cheating on lucy um Lucy's getting called out for being a communist. And this is the 1950s where that shit will end your fucking career. Lucy's also pregnant and they're pushing to like actually for the character to be pregnant on the show, which is a big fucking no, no for the time. Like the writing is so fucking good. Um, Or either how was Nicole Kidman. Uh, how was her acting? I'm going to get to that in one second. Okay. Um, are either of you familiar with um, the West Wing? I've seen the old first TV season. show from the nineties. Yeah. So. Oh no it, no no sorry I was thinking the West World. No I haven't seen West Wing. <laughs> so West Wing was about the White House. It was uh, had Martin Sheen as the president, and Aaron Sorkin wrote it. And Aaron Sorkin is genuinely one of the best screenwriters alive right now. Um, his dialogue is like no one else's, and like he also directed this movie. And the fucking writing is phenomenal. Like, it's funny where it needs to be. It's heartfelt where it needs to be. And, like, when I say this movie's funny, like, it's fucking funny. Like, it feels like the, the shit that, that when they're not doing TV stuff, like, the, the dialogue between the characters, like, between Lucy and Desi fucking feels like something that they would have actually said. Like, it feels so authentic. Now... I was talking mad shit about this movie um, before, like based off the trailer, because I was like, why in the fuck would you cast Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball? Like, that's that's stupid. But God damn it, she sounded just like that fucking woman. Like it. Yes, she sounded just like her. I, I was so surprised. 
if anything, I feel like Javier Bardem dropped the ball a little bit with his accent. Mm. But um, I, I highly... Sorry, I was honestly more worried when I saw the casting about Javier Bardem than Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I mean, you were accurate on that one. But yeah, Nicole Kidman did the fucking thing. She's about to get a, a, a nomination. Um, can't say that she's going to win because Lady Gaga is going to be coming hard. But um, the movie's really good. I highly recommend it. It's on Amazon right now. Ray and the Last Dragon. I really, really liked that one. Um, have you guys talked about it on this podcast before? I don't, we haven't done an official review. I don't, no, 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 we haven't. Because that came out in like March and we started this in April. No. Okay. So the premise, gosh, you could probably do a better idea or better job explaining than I could, but. Okay. So this is going to get us canceled because actually a YouTuber that I follow got canceled because she said this exact thing. And I'm going to repeat what she said because I agree with it. Brian the Last Dragon is an extremely reduced version of Avatar the Last Airbender. I know you have not seen it, Matt. Have you seen that? You haven't seen it either, Rachel? Nope. So basically, there's these multiple kingdoms in the land, and somebody has to go around to basically unite the kingdoms. Um, It's basically like a video game fetch quest, the movie. And honestly, Ryan the Last Dragon would have made a much better TV show than movie, in my opinion. I remember you saying that, and I totally agree with you, but I still really, really enjoyed the movie. And I'm hoping they just do a TV series out of it like they have in the past with Disney. Right. But the movie was just, I mean, there, there it wasn't perfect, but it was just so, I, I mean, I think, you said that you wanted to be in the world more and that's why it would be a better tv show mm-hmm. and i agree with that but i just like being the world in general so if i get it in movie form whatever form i'll take it it was really cool matt did you see this movie yeah okay so um spoilers i feel like this movie being a disney movie held it back because when that one character kills Aquafina Dragon, and I was 100% with Raya, I was like, you basically kill everybody on Earth because you kill Aquafina Dragon? I'm angry right now. You need to fucking die. And, you, and the resolution was, no, we're not going to kill her. She's our friend. We have to trust people. Like, no, she doomed humanity. Fuck her. But spoiler alert, in the end, that's what they had to do. All right. Um, On the good list, uh, Mitchell's in the Machines. Mm. Um, Check back to episode three. (laughs) 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 It was around that time we reviewed it. Um, uh, if I were to guess, I would say that was like episode six, maybe. Maybe no, it was five. I think it was five. But I'm not yes. checking. I'm I'm yeah. being mad right now. Yeah, it's okay. We don't need to. Yeah, good little animation movie. Um, end of the world type of things. 
Uh, good for all ages. And on the worst, Candyman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a piggyback with you because that's my number three bottom. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it was a good idea, a good premise of to make a updated Candyman, but they went about it in all the wrong ways. Yes. Like, make up your mind. Like, what is this movie going to be about? Is this going to be like, um, Candyman is back and he's attacking white people. Okay. But why is he also killing black people? Is right. this going to be about like you are creating a new Candyman for our day and age? Like, is Candyman like something that's transferable and there's different Candyman in the world? Like, make up your mind. What is this movie? Yep. So there we go. All right, so my number three top is Hitman 3. It came out in January. I forgot it came out in January. Each is six levels in the game, and each level, it really flips on its head how you play the game. Mm-hmm. So um, you have one level that uh, – did anybody see Knives Out? Yes. You have one level where you can decide – it's basically there's a um there's a murder mystery that happens if you choose to you can play the role of the detective and not kill anybody if you choose to play at that level there's another level in a club where your objective is to not die because there's six assassins after you and they could be anybody in the club there's another mission where you're on a train and you're just trying to get to the end of the train, but there's a whole bunch of motherfuckers, there's a whole bunch of obstacles in the way. Like the game just does everything it can to just be like, we're trying everything new we can to just like throw out the whole formula of what you knew about Hitman. And I fucking love it because of it. Atypical. I really like that show. I'm sad that it, I think that was the last season. Um, and so that's about uh, a guy who is on a spectrum and he's kind of getting through high school and going to college and um, dealing with the struggles of, you know, what we all go through going through high school and college, but also being on the spectrum. And um, it also is about his family, like his parents and his sister. And I really like his sister's arc because I feel like it was a really authentic like story about a girl who's coming out by and um dealing with kind of her feelings so um I'm really sad that it ended um I don't think this is ne- necessarily like the best season that they did but I think overall it's just it was a really good show and I'm sad that it's gonna be gone um worst the movies that made us I really really like that show but I feel like they did kind of all horror this time around and I really like when they switch it up and do multiple genres in one season so um but again like I like the show I just wish they had more variety this season um on my 
best list is an anime called Dr. Stone. This was season two. Uh, brief synopsis is basically the world ends. It's uh, It goes back to prehistoric time. Um, everybody turns into stone. One of the smartest kids in the school, a genius, is um, breaks out of the stone. So now it's back to being um, not prehistoric times, but yeah, prehistoric times minus the dinosaurs. I can't think of the right word I'm looking for. Um, so there's no technology, no nothing, and he has to survive. And the one thing I love about the show is that they'll make different stuff, like they'll make um, um, a cell phone, a wheel, a water, uh, a dam, electricity. And the way that they, they're showing you how to how you're supposed to create it, you can actually create it in real life that way too. And on my worst list, it is coming to America too. <laughs> um, I thought it was gonna be a second part to the movie, but apparently it's just, um, hey, remember this stuff happened in the first one movie. Same thing like I talked about last week with the Matrix. Fair enough. Go ahead, Chad. So my number two top is the mayor of East Town. <clears throat> um, I talked about this a few times on the show early on. Stars Kate Winslet, and um, one of Kate Winslet's daughter's friends is found murdered in the woods, and it goes down a very twisty road and who did it and why it's quite good um hbo i think it's six episodes there's six or ten episodes maybe eight i should probably look that up right now um six all right thank you it's six episodes and it is quite a good time i highly recommend it um and on my bottom (laughs) i have injustice This is the screen adaptation of the comic book series in which the Joker um, mixes kryptonite with the uh, Scarecrow's fear toxin. And as a result, Superman kills Lois Lane. And as a result of that, Superman snaps and he kills the Joker. And he's like, look, fuck all this shit. I'm about to run this. If you over here doing bad guy stuff, you're going to die. I'm just going to kill you. The reason this is on my bottom is because they took a comic book series that was 153 issues and they condensed it down to an hour and 18 minutes. And then they didn't, and then they changed shit too. And so it just, it just, it was extremely lacking. Like you wanted so much more from the story. And they barely gave you anything. And they gave you like a bullshit story at that. Okay. So number one from all of 2021 is a TV show on Apple TV called Schmigadoon. Um, You might gather from this episode or my previous episode that I really love musicals. And I feel like this TV show both made fun of them and celebrated them at the same time. So I really, really enjoyed it. So my bottom was to all the boys I loved before the third one. Interesting. Yeah, I um, 
I mean, it was all right, but I just, I didn't like it as much as the first. And in general, that series, like if I had to pick a rom-com and if I had to pick one dealing with high schoolers, I'd probably pick a different movie to watch than that third one. Um, so that's why it's in my bottom. But I did enjoy some things about it. Fair enough. Um, and my worst one, Matrix 4. And... Um, if you want to hear more details about why it's um in my bottle, please listen to episode 36. Um, I felt the same way I felt about coming to America too. Hey, you remember that old stuff we used to do? Let's throw it in this one. Um, there's nothing more I need to say about that. So let's move on to the best movie I've seen of 2021. Shang-Chi. And the Legend of the Ten Rings? Yes. Um, movie was phenomenal. I just want to end it at that. Just that movie was phenomenal. Action, story, everything was great. Um, I love it. So you guys should go watch it. Matter of fact, pause this episode right now. Go watch it and then come back so you can appreciate my list. No, not even come back here. Come back and listen to that one episode we did about it and then come here. Exactly. All right, so my bottom number one is Spencer. <clears throat> this stars... Um, Kristen Stewart. Thank you. This stars Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. And honestly, the way I really judge, like, if I really did not like a movie is if I'm angry. And this movie made me angry. Princess Diana was one of the kindest and like one of the best humans that has existed in our lifetime. Um, Who didn't fucking love that woman, right? She's beloved by everyone. And by the end of this movie, like, I was like, first of all, you, you over here spit on this woman's name. That's first of all. And secondly, if any of this is true, then she's a fucking shitty person, in my opinion. Um, so the movie takes place over Christmas weekend, um, in like 1991, 1992. And it's basically the culture clash between the Royals and Diana. Like she's trying to do things her own way. And they're like, look, we're Royals. So this is just how things are done. So like little shit, like where instead of coming to the, the, where they're going to be spending Christmas, She's got to drive herself and she gets lost. So she goes to like the nearest town and asks for help. But like, there's a reason why you shouldn't be doing shit like that because like not everybody loves the Royal family and you could have been kidnapped. Right. Um, She has a personal dresser. That's like, Hey, um, we're going to do, we're going to have brunch. So you need to wear this outfit. When we go to church, you need to wear this outfit. She wouldn't wear the outfits at the times in which they were supposed to wear them. So you know what happened? The personal dresser got fired because like you want to do your own fucking thing. Like she kept looking out the window and she's like getting undressed in like in, in, uh, in front of an open window. And they were like, there's paparazzi around. Like we can't fucking do that. Like, what are you doing? And 
she kept doing it. So like they fucking stapled the fucking drapes to the wall because they're like, stop fucking doing that shit. So it's like, on one hand, I understand like you want to be an individual, but like some of these rules are in place for your safety. Or I don't know, to make sure people can keep their fucking jobs. And also at one point, the movie turned into a fucking ghost movie. This movie's fucking terrible. And I don't know why there's Oscar buzz for Kristen Stewart or this movie. Um, my number one, it stayed my number one after I saw it. Like I, I saw I saw this movie and when I finished it, I was like, this is the best movie I've seen this year. And it's still the best movie I've seen this year. The Suicide Squad. I had so much fun watching it. It is very quotable. It's a fun time. We reviewed it. I don't need to explain what it's about. It's a good movie. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, you got anything to plug, lady, or any feedback that you have heard in your personal life since your last episode? Um, I've learned that I have a good voice. People are complimenting me on my voice. So that's that's new for me. So thank you. Um, if you were one of those people. Um, but I don't really have anything to plug or anything. I mean, there, there's lots of media that I saw that we didn't talk about. And I'm sure same goes for you two and everyone in the audience. So just keep watching stuff. Tune in next week when we review Don't Look Up. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we should talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, We Should Talk About This at Work, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at We Should Talk Pod. And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>